to Bible Code 7, University of Spiritual Warfare. We're delighted to have you on board with us today, September 16th, 2021. We're going to get right into today's teaching. <clears throat> We're going to bring you this information because you need to hear this. Now today we're using a topic, the unfolding one world Babylon. The unfolding one world Babylon. What's unfolding before us today in this world is not new or frightening to the Lord. He didn't take him by surprise, and he knew exactly what would happen. Matter of fact, let me say this, that God is going to use all of what's going on as part of his plans. So the New World Order, the Agenda 21, 2021, the World Economic Forum, and all these things, God knew about the Great Reset. He knew about it, and this is going to be used as part of his great plan. God warned us, as a matter of fact, about the great reset because it's in the Bible. Now, most people will look and say, well, I don't see the word reset in the Bible, and I don't, but you've got to find out that the word reset might not be in the Bible, but the uh, agenda, the things of the reset, the, the, the whole idea of the reset, and what it's all about and what it's going to accomplish is there in the Bible. It's like in my last book I wrote and told you that you'll never find the nation or the name America in the Bible. But when you look in the Bible and you study the Bible, it's there. And you'll see the reference to America, as I pointed out, Jeremiah 50, 51, as the daughter of Babylon. So everything is included in the Bible. You just need to know where to look and how to dig it out, how to search it out. The Bible says it's a duty of a king to hide a matter, but it's also the duty of the, his servants to search out the matter. And God reveals everything in the Bible. So the unfolding one world Babylon that's happening before our very eyes right now has been placed in the Bible, and we want to go to that today. So God warned us about the reset. He warned us about something that's coming, and it's called forced famine, where people will be starved into obedience. Food rationing, food control will be used to keep people in line. It's been there in the Bible. It's been done before. And what the Bible tells us is what has been is now, and what is now shall be. It's been done before, and it's going to happen again. Starvation, it will be used for behavior modification, compliance. And then there will be enslavement of masses of people. People will come and beg and say, I'll be your slave for food. And this has been uh, going on, and I taught on that for several weeks in Genesis, the 47th chapter, that people will beg, take me, I'll work for you, I'll sell you my body, do anything you want with my body. Just don't let me starve. Give me food. And this is there in the Bible. Buy me for food. I'll be your slave. Willingly, I'll be your slave. And God says in his word, as we're going to see in a few minutes, that the whip or the scourge of chastisement for rebellion will be what? Food. 
just as the Bible has shown us in Genesis 47. He has always used it. He used it before. He'll use it again. Money will fail. And it's not a matter of if it fails. It's a matter of when money fails. Let me tell you, money will fail. All those blue notes, the $100 bills, people love to see them. Money talks, and it talks a strange language, and everything else walks. But money will fail. All other things is going to fail. Food and water will be the final frontier because that's what people need to survive. You need food and you need water. You can live in a cave. You don't have to live in a house. You can live under a tree. And even if you live somewhere where it's cold, you just need a cave to live in or somewhere where you can find shelter. You need some kind of bear skin or something to keep you warm, make a campfire, whatever. But you can't live without food and water. So food and water will be the final frontier. And this is what's going to be used primarily as a scourge or a whip in the New World Order, One World Babylon. World Economic Forum's Great Reset would be the modern-day rebellion against God. And that reset will come as the whip against the rebellious ones. It will incur the curses of God himself for rebellion, which is just like the sin of witchcraft and obedience better than burnt offerings, the Bible says. By or before 2030, you will own nothing. This is what the World Economic Forum tells us on their website. But they promised us that you will be happy. You will own nothing. But you will be happy. This is what the World Economic Forum says. This is what Mr. Schwab, Klaus Schwab, the leader, the headman, this is what he tells us. So we want to know how this is going to work out. God draws a distinct line of demarcation between obedience and blessings that follow obedience and the rebellious and the curses that follow the rebellious. Please understand, never will it happen that God punish the righteous with the wicked with the same punishment. So the righteous and the wicked will never be punished with the same punishments. God rewards the righteous. God protects the righteous. God blesses the righteous with your obedience and your righteousness. The word righteous means that you're in right standing with God. You're not in, you're not in opposition to God. You're in right standing with Him. And the wicked will be punished because they are in rebellion against God. They are, they, they, they are not only rebelling against God, but they even curse God. So what does God do? God allows the very curses that they curse God with to go right back upon them sevenfold. Blessings for obedience to God. It still stands today as it stood yesterday and in biblical times when God gave the word, and it will stand firm forever. Why? 
because the mouth of the everlasting God swore to it. But in the same breath, as the blessings or obedience will stand forever, because God spoke it, and his words will not return to him wasted or ineffective, so will the curses for rebellion also. So the curses that, are in, that have been spoken by God, they will have its intended effect upon the rebellious. I'm going to invite you to turn your Bibles to Deuteronomy 28. And we want to look now at the blessings, the first 14 chapter, but we want to look at the 15 chapter upwards. And I want to show you something. And when you look at the curses, I want to put a picture in your mind of what's going on today, what the world is coming to, because this is exactly what God uh, uh, spoke and said would happen, and this is exactly what is unfolding before our very eyes today. So let's look at Deuteronomy 28 and 15. We all know 1 through 14 is the blessings, the obedience, righteousness. Everything is good with the people who obey God. God says all those things are going to come upon you, the overtaking blessings come on you and overtake you. That's all good. And that all is firm. That's going to stand now, tomorrow, no matter what happens in the world, it's going to stand. It will not pass. No matter all hell is breaking loose around you, the mountains are crumbling and passing into the sea, everything negative is happening around you, chaos around you, war around you, turmoil around you. God says, don't worry about it. My blessings still Stand because it is my word. Heaven and earth will pass. My words will never pass. In the same manner, flip the coin on the other side. God is saying here, now the curses that I speak still stand. And this is the cursing days that we see coming now. The unfolding of the one world Babylon. Verse 15, Deuteronomy 28. It is going to come to pass. If you will not listen, will you will not heed the voice of the Lord your God to observe, obey, and to do all his commandments and his statutes, his laws, which I command you this day, all these curses shall come on you and overtake you. So all these curses are going to come, shall come. All these curses shall come, must come, will come, and overtake you. That's the word. That is the word of God. So we must understand that God's word will never return to him wasted, void, or ineffective. The opposite of blessings coming upon and overtaking is a curse. And God says here, the curses shall come. Upon, and what? Overtake. In the same manner as God says, blessings good will come on you and overtake you. In the same manner when you reject Jesus, and you walk away from the word of God. God says, curses shall come on you and overtake you. And then he says, cursed you will be in the city. Cursed you will be in the field. Cursed shall be your basket and your store. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body. Your children will be cursed. 
The fruit of your land will be cursed. The increase of your cows, your kind, will be cursed. The flocks of your sheep will be cursed. Cursed shall you be when you come in. Cursed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall send upon you cursing, vexation, rebuke, in everything you set your hand unto, to do, until you be destroyed and until you perish quickly. And by the way, as I'm looking at this, do you want to know how I know this works? <laughs> Verse 20, hmm? do you want to know how I know it works? I was the recipient of this curse. Anything I set my hand to do, it didn't work until it became destroyed. And I almost perished quickly from the way. So I know by experience that verse number 20, Deuteronomy 28, I know that it works. All right? Verse 21 says, The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave to you. Oh, praise the Lord Jesus. I never did have a sickness. What a wonderful God. But God is saying that he is going to make pestilence, diseases. Right now we're having everything, all the main talk, the pestilence of uh, the day is COVID. And we're seeing everything is about the COVID and the variants and all the offsprings, the mutations and everything, which is real. Do not let anyone tell you it is not real. It is real and real people are dying from it. But let me tell you something also, that why God promises me in the first 14 verses of Deuteronomy 28, he said, I'm going to keep you, Norman. Nothing shall touch you. These plagues, these pestilences shall not touch you. Well, guess what? I believe him. I trust him. My wife, my children, my family, I'm trusting God for the people of God that I talk to, I teach, nothing shall by any means harm you. It will not take you out. I am believing God to stand on his word and bless you because you are in right standing with God. I can't judge you. I can only go by what you say. It is between you and the Lord, a personal relationship, a personal condition. But I am believing the word of the living God that what he says will come to be effective in your life. So, God says, he goes on, he will make pestilence cleave to you until he has, it, the pestilence consumes you from off the land where you go to possess it. Your days will be numbered when you walk in rebellion against God. You will be exterminated. The pestilence will come as an exterminator. It will become as a disease to terminate you from the face of the earth. Sure death from diseases. All curses opposite of the overtaken blessings. God says these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Well, when you rebel against God, you don't humble yourself to Jesus. Surely the curses will come upon and overtake so the first 14 uh, verses of blessings, we see the reverse here from the 15th chapter upward. So God reverses everything because what? There is rebellion. And this is what the world has entered into today. The new one world Babylon. They have chosen to step under the curses. They've stepped out from under the blessings 
the overtaking blessings, and they have stepped over on the side of the what? The overtaking curses. And these curses will bring about what? Extermination. I want you to understand this very carefully. And when I was telling the Lord, I said, Lord, they'll get the picture, uh, you know, from just the idea, a one or two, he said, no. He wants everyone to know that this is what the World Economic Forum has come for because they are the ones that's going to be carrying out the order of God. You see, when you think you run away from God and nothing is going to happen, uh, there's an old saying my granny used to say, they say, if you jump out the frying pan, you're going to jump in the fire. Well, people who run away from God, they run away and believe they're going to escape. No, you don't escape the Lord. What you sow, you're going to reap. And then even those that God used to bring about the scourging and the whipping, God will in turn judge them. They will have their day. They will have their time, as you'll, we'll, we will see in a few minutes. But no one escapes the judgment of God. I, I read a story today, an article today, and a young man mentioned karma. And we all know what karma is. It means payback. I was talking to someone today and was telling them, I said, listen, there is national sowing, there is national reaping. There is the individual sowing, there is individual reaping. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Let's go on. Verse 22 says, the Lord will smite with a consumption and with fever inflammation, fiery heat, the sword, bullets and guns with blasting, mildew, and he will pursue you until you perish. He will hound you until you perish. It's going to be one sickness after another, one thing following the other, another. Do you know anybody out there like that? They just can't seem to get well from one thing to another? And it's pursuing them until they perish. Well, you've got to check themselves. Are you running from God? Are you with Jesus? Are you, are you serving Jesus? What's going on in your life? Well, God is saying that no matter how you run, he will hound you and you will, go, you will perish. Perish means dying and going to hell, by the way. Remember John 3.16 says, Those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, they shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Well, perish here means they die and they go to hell. And the heaven that is above your head shall be brass. The earth under your feet shall be iron. What is that? Drought. The Lord shall make the rain of your land powder and dust. From heaven shall it come down upon you until you be destroyed. So when we see drought... When we see no rain and the land is dry, parched, dry, it's not climate change. Let you in on a little secret. It is not climate change. And when we see certain places, they have too much rain and it floods and it's going crazy. It's not climate change. It's rebellion against God. It is the curses of God. So we must understand that when a nation, when a city, a region, begins to walk away from God, God can reach that region. He can bring that region 
under his subjection. No rain equals no food. Ponder this, if you will. I was looking at a map of the United States of America, and I was noticing the, dr the drought map, and I looked at the western half of the U.S., and I saw how brown and how it was becoming increasingly brown and I'm uh, reading about the water and the hydroelectric plants and uh, no food will be grown there and we know but California is a very very powerful farming area it grows vegetables and grows tremendous amount of food that feeds the whole nation but no water when there is no water the place become parched and dry what do people do they leave. There's an exodus. They go out. No electricity. They leave. The place becomes uninhabited and uninhabitable. Nice houses, big mansions, but guess what? They leave. The place has no water and it's dry. It's prone to fires. It will burn. This is what we see happening over there. Even the wild animals will leave. Everything lives by and with water. No water, no food, no life. And this is how God lets the world know, I, the living God, I am in control. Well, it's not climate change, my friends. Don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let anybody believe, make you believe that there is just this climate change and man can help it, man can our man caused it, and man can reverse it. That is not true. That is a lie. It is God himself that controls the weather. And we must call it what it is. And when you see climate change, climate change, don't buy into that rubbish. It is rebellion. It is the curse. It's the Deuteronomy 28 curse of God coming on steroids. Hello? So this is what God is doing. Why? It's the overtaking curse that's come upon them and overtaking them. Let's go on. Verse 25, Deuteronomy 28. The Lord shall cause you to be smitten before your enemies. You'll be defeated before your enemies. You shall go out one way against them, and you shall run from your enemies seven ways before them. You shall be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. You shall be scattered in all the kingdoms of the earth. Going out one way, fleeing seven ways from your enemies. How many people remember in the Bible it talks about a little town, a little city, a little walled in area called Ai? In the Bible, in the book of Genesis. In the book of uh, Joshua, beg your pardon. Joshua sent out a handful of people, a handful of men, about five, 7,000 men. He says, it's a small city. We can take them down. We don't need a whole army to go out and fight them. So he sent out the guys down there, and they were very, very sure of themselves. And guess what? It was a small city, but it had a big fight in them. It's not the size of the dog. It's how much fight is in the dog. And Ai whooped Israel beat God's people. They ran from Ai. They were so ferocious. And they came back defeated. They ran seven ways from them. And when they went before God, God found out, or God revealed to them, there was sin in the camp. 
You have rebelled against me. You have rebelled against my, my commandment. Achan took something that belonged to the Lord and had it buried in his tent. When they got rid of that thing that he, he took from God, the gold, the silver, and the Babylonish garment, the garment of Babylon, because that little place was there, God says, okay, here's what the story is. I am going to give you the victory. And now they went back and they got the victory. So God t tells us that we are to make sure that we are plugged into him. And he says, your carcass shall be meat unto the fowls of the air. Your dead bodies, the birds of the air shall eat, and the animals of the earth shall eat dead bodies, and there shall be none to frighten them away. Do you know that this is reserved for the wicked, not for the righteous? This is a curse that comes upon wicked people. In Psalm 83, there was a king named Jabin, and he had a captain, 900 chariots of iron named Sisera, here are the Midianites. And in this psalm, Psalm 83, it says, Do unto them, Lord God, as you did to Jabin, as you did to Sisera. Do unto them as you did to the Midianites. Let your bodies become like dung upon the earth. Huh? And like food for the, uh, uh, the beasts of the field. And this is one of the prayers. Psalm 83, you can check it out yourself. So here, this is something for the wicked. This is a curse for the wicked, never for the righteous. But because people rebel against God, because there is rebellion against the Lord, God said, this is what's going to happen. Verse 27, he said, the Lord will smite you with the botch, the boils of Egypt, and with tumors, and with scurvy, and with itch, of which you cannot be healed. My God, incurable diseases. He will strike you with madness, blindness, astonishment of heart. Not only will he strike you physically, he's going to strike you mentally. With madness, blindness, astonishment of heart, fright, panic attacks, part of the curse. Not the blessing. And you shall grope at noonday as the blind gropes in darkness, and you shall not prosper in your ways. You'll be beaten, defeated in every way. Why? Because the Lord will fight against you. Part of the curse. The Bible says God resists the proud, but he will give favor, grace to the humble. Part of the curse. And you shall be only oppressed robbed always, and there shall be none to save you. When you look at people and you see people going through this, and always, generationally, every day, all the time, we've got to come and say, we have to check. Well, let's check the temperature. Let's check the spiritual temperature, and let's see. Maybe, perhaps, we're living under a curse. You mean to tell me nothing can change? If nothing changes from generation to generation, well, maybe there is a curse. Maybe you're walking in rebellion against God. Maybe a people, a nation, a city, a town, a family walks in rebellion against God. And all these curses 
come upon them and overtake them. They never seem to be able to break the curse. Why? God says, when you rebel against me, if you rebel against me, these are the abiding curses come upon you, and these curses will overtake you. It will go before you. You will never be out of or from under this curse. So we have to make sure that if you are coming from a family and your family has never prospered and you've never been successful and it's always one thing after another, you've got to check that family. You've got to run for cover. You've got to change something about your family and your spiritual DNA and say, you know what? I'm not going to live under this generational curse. I am going to come out from under the curse and I'm going to come into and under the blessings. Blessings shall come upon me, cover me like a garment, and it shall overtake me. It shall go before me. My children must be blessed. My grandchildren must be blessed. My great-grandchildren and the generation that I have not yet laid eyes upon must be blessed. Why? The blessings of God goes to the thousand generation of them that love him. So God is saying, you shall be oppressed and robbed always, and there shall be none to save you. Look at that. Let me tell you something here now. There's a man in World War II, 1939 to 1945, Adolf Hitler, leader of the German people leader of the German army and the German forces. He was a man that led his nation, most of his na nation, the German people, because he was a wicked leader. Most of them, not all of them. They were, they were under the curse because he led them. And most of them did what he commanded them to do. They feared him. They listened to him. They heeded him. And because they heeded him and they did what he told them to do, guess what? They participated in the curses. The curses came on them. And they were swallowed up in the curses. Let me tell you this. Don't follow wicked leaders. Paul the Apostle says it this way. He says, follow me, even as I follow Jesus Christ. Make sure who you're following. Make sure who you're listening to, whether it's a president, a prime minister, whoever it is. Make sure those people are following Jesus. You might give respect to the office, uh, prime minister or president, whatever, but don't follow them. Don't fall under them. When they're wrong, you say they're wrong. <laughs> don't go kowtowing to them. Don't go holding them up. Don't have no favorites. Make sure that who you're following is following Jesus. Because if you follow a blind man, that blind man will lead you in a ditch. Everybody will fall in the ditch. So Adolf Hitler had another guy, one of his department uh, people in charge of his uh, wicked experiments named Mengele, Dr. Mengele. Dr. Mengele did experiments not only on the German people, but on the Jewish people and anybody else you could get their hands on. It's happened before, it's going to happen again. Why? 
part of the curse. Deuteronomy 28 curses for rebelliousness against the Lord. You shall marry a wife, and another man shall lie down with her. You'll build a house, you'll not dwell in the house. You'll plant a vineyard, you'll not use the fruit of it. Your ox shall be killed before your eyes. You shall not eat of it. Your ass, your donkey, shall be violently taken away from before your face and shall not be restored to you. Your sheep shall be given unto your enemies, and you will have none to rescue you. Your sons, all of your possessions will be gone. That's what the Bible is saying. You will think you have something, but it will be taken away from you. Here's verse 32. It says, Your sons and your daughters shall be given unto another people, and your eyes shall look for them and fail with longing for them all the day long. And there shall be no might in your hand, no power. Your very children will be taken to another people. This is what's going to happen. Uh, this is what their plan is in the New World Order. Do you think they want the older generation, a bunch of old people, senior citizens? And even if you feel you're not old, you're 60 and you're 50, you think they want you? How long do you think that you're going to live? The New World Order, One World Bible, wants to get rid of you. What do they want? They want your children. They want your under-20s. That's what they want. So when they get your under-20s, they can mold their minds, mold their thinking. When they know they have the under-20s, they can know that there's a, a, about 40 years left in them. What do they want in that 40 years? Slavery. That's why you've got to teach your young people today about Jesus and about the blessings or obedience to Jesus. And you've got to let them know, I say, listen, if you don't be a blessing, if you don't be a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, you'll be operating under a curse. It's either or. Blessing or cursing. And you must make a choice. You either choose Jesus or you don't choose him. And if you default and did not choose Jesus, you will choose Satan. This is something you need to teach your children. It's either or. If you don't have Jesus and you're proud of him and stand with him, then you've got the devil. And if your people are not given to Jesus, your sons and your daughters will be given to another people. They'll be given to the death culture. Your eyes shall look for them and fail with longing for them all the day. There shall be nothing, no power in your hand to rescue them. The fruit of your land and the fruit of your labor shall a nation which you don't know eat up, and you shall be only oppressed and crushed always. The recurse for rebelliousness. The Bible goes on to say in the 34th verse, it says, You shall be mad for the sight of your eyes, which you shall see. What you see is going to drive you insane when they rebel against God. Have you ever seen a madman walk around? I've seen many madmen walk around. I've seen people lose their mind. 
I've seen many people who were sane, and I've seen them snap. Not many, but I've seen a few people, they snapped. And when you look at them, they stare with a blank stare at the wall, looking ahead of them, don't know what time it is. They just snap. I've seen that happen. What happened? It's like the mind, knock, knock, nobody's home. The mind has been just blank, blocked out. This is what God is saying. This is what's going to happen. Why? The curse, my friend. The curse. And this is what the world is coming into right now. God says, goes on, he says, he will strike you in the knees and in the legs with a boils, which you cannot be healed from the sole of your foot to the crown of your head. Just like Job, he had boils from the bottom of his feet to the sole of his head. But God said there would be no cure for that. Is that coming? Of course it is. I told you that a couple of months ago. The Lord revealed to me, showed me it's going to come all over people's body. It's going to be so frightening and it's going to be so horrendous that not even the doctors and nurses will want to go to the hospital and work. The boils will be oozing and breaking. And when that boil oozes and breaks, all the viruses and stuff will be oozing out and contaminate the air. Why is all that? The curse. The curse. The Lord shall bring upon you and your king, president, a prime minister, which you shall set over you, a nation which neither you nor your fathers have known, and there shall you serve other gods, wood and stone. You shall become an astonishment and a proverb, a byword. Look at this great nation. Look at how it has come down. The people will talk about how great the nation was. How great this family was. And look at how they have come down. They've come down to nothing. Why? The curse. The curse. You shall carry out much seed into the field. You shall gather very little. The yield, the return, will be not worth the amount of seeds you invested. For the locust shall consume it. You forgot about the locust, right? Caterpillar, palmer worm, locust, canker worm. What, what does God call that? His mighty army. God says no one escapes the curse. Because if you rebel against God, God has what it takes to put you down. That's why I can stand here and tell you that nations will come to bow before him because if they do not bow before Jesus, they will be devoured. Why? Because he still blows the breeze, rolls the thunder, flashes the lightning, quakes the earth. But not only that, he still commands locusts, caterpillar canker worm, and palmer worm. And God is showing here by his great might and his great power that anyone, anyone who rebels against him, they will come out and be under the curse. You will have olive trees throughout all your coast, but you shall not anoint yourself with the oil. For your oil shall cast, for your olive shall cast his fruit. What does that mean? God is saying that when you plant stuff and you're growing stuff, 
The minute the seed you plant, whether it's a GMO seed that you engineered, you messed up God's seed and changed it, God saying, I, the living God, it's my dirt. And I, the living God, it's my sunshine. It's my dirt, my sunshine. It was my seed to begin with in the first place. You messed up my seed. You planted it in the earth. But I, the living God, have the power of whether that seed comes to something or it comes to nothing. You men believe that you rule and you reign, but I, the living God, I am the Alpha and I'm the Omega. I'm the first word and I'm the last word. You will never defy me and get away with it. You will beget sons and daughters. You will not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. My God, I can spend the whole night talking about this. Fentanyl, heroin, drugs of all manner. Look at the prisons. Look at how many sons and daughters are in the prisons. Look at how many sons and daughters are on the street captivated by drugs, shooting up. I saw a video the other day. It's about a place in uh, Philadelphia. I forgot the name of the avenue, but when you go in that area and all you drive by, you look, it is a horrible, horrible scene. All you look all over the place, you see people leaned over, bombed out of their minds, drugged out on heroin, shooting up, waste of humanity. You shall beget sons and daughters. These people over there, they're somebody's sons. Somebody's daughters, but they're held captivity by drugs. The pushers have got them in captivity. The dope dealers have got, got them in captivity. They're what you call, and I hate to say this right now, living human waste. Their lives are wasted. All the potential that could have been is what? Wasted. Why? They're in captivity. Why? Because not only them, but their fathers. And the nation have gone into rebellion against God. And this is the result of rebellion. And please understand it's not just them making a decision. It's also not only uh, 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 the nation. All of us combined. We move as a people also, even though we are sitting on our own bottom. My granny says, every pot must sit on its own body. You have your personal responsibility, but we have a role to play. The Lord has laid these people in my heart and said, we need to pray for the sons and the daughters. Because the devil of hell is raging. And I feel for these people when I see them. This human waste and no matter what their age is, it touches me. And I hope it touches you too so you'll know and understand your assignment to pray for people. You don't have to know them. You don't have to know the prisoners behind the bar, but pray for them. All your trees and fruit, the locusts will consume it. The stranger that is within you shall get up above you very high. and You shall come down very low. So people, strangers will come, and they'll rise up like a huge tree in the nation. And all the people of the nation will come down very low. Why? Because you have come to rebel against God. 
He, the stranger, shall lend to you, and you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head, and you shall be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come on you, and shall pursue you and overtake you, till you be destroyed. Because you did not listen unto the voice of the Lord your God. You did not listen. You did not obey the voice, the word of the living God. Verse 46, all this shall be upon you for a sign and for a wonder on your seed forever. The rebelliousness of one generation will transfer to another generation. Do you know why? Generational curses. And unless that next generation is told there's a curse on you, and this is how you break that curse. Come out of rebellion against God and come into what? Obedience to God. You will forever be cursed. It will be on your seed forever. Look at the word. Deuteronomy 28, 46. It will be upon your seed forever. This is the reason why. We need to make sure that we are not under the curse ourselves. Because we don't want these curses going down to our children and to our grandchildren. Verse 47 said, because you serve not the Lord your God. You didn't serve God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Therefore, you shall curse, therefore shall your Shall you serve your enemies, which the Lord shall send against you in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in want of all things? And he shall put a yoke of iron upon your neck until he has destroyed you. And by the way, all these things are coming. That's what the New World Order is all about. The New World Order, the One World Babylon, Mr. Schwab, and his plans for enslavement of the masses of the people of the earth is going to be used by God to bring about this enslavement and fulfill this curse. Do you believe for one moment that the word of God is going to return to him wasted or ineffective? Ah, oh, well, that's just a book of fairy tale. Oh, yes, that's what I believe one time. Because I'm telling you right now my testimony, I believed at one time that the Bible was a book of fairy tales and you could not believe or trust anything you read in the Bible. That was what I believed at one time. Whether you know it or not, I've testified and told you my testimony. I've told you this, how I've called this Bible, the Word of God, a book of fairy tales. And even called Jesus a con man at one time. Is that true? No, it wasn't true. It was not. This is what I did. And I'm telling you tonight that unless we get serious about breaking the generational curses, and I know that there were certain things that happened that I have to break, and I've broken over my life that hardness, that stubbornness of heart, and I've got to teach my children, my grandchildren, and bring them into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, these are the things that we have to do. Because God says to the rebellion against him, you spit in the sky, it is going to fall in your eyes. That's how it works. So we have to make sure that we draw near to him 
so he can draw near to us. Verse 50. A nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard a person of the old, they will not show favor to the young. He shall eat the fruit of your cattle, the fruit of your land, until you be destroyed, which also shall not leave you either corn, wine, or oil, or the increase of your cows, or the flocks of your sheep, until he have destroyed you. Have you seen how many times God says, you shall be destroyed, destroyed, worn down, wear you down, you cannot win, oppressed, just burdened, worn ground down until you be destroyed. Nothing is going to work. That's what God is saying. When there is rebellion against them, and this is what's going to happen to the world. Don't believe for one moment when you read sometime, you read all these big mouth people, <laughs> and they're talking all this, and they're going to do this and all that kind of stuff as if they can stop what's coming. The new world order cannot be stopped by men. The new world order is here. The new world order is going to operate. It is the Deuteronomy 28 curses. But I want to tell you, and I've told you before, we are in Goshen. We are drawn near. That's what Goshen means. It means drawn near to the living God. We are in Jesus. The blood of Jesus covers us. We've been Goshenized. But because we are Goshenized, God says you are preserved. You are protected. So understand carefully. And I'm in the middle of something here right now. Understand carefully, very carefully, that God is still saying today, September 16, 2021, that the Deuteronomy 28 blessings, verses 1 through 14, still operates. It is still intact. It is the word of the living God. It will not be crushed, be voided, return to him empty or ineffective. It is still available if you obey the Lord Jesus. So in the midst of all the rebellion, in the midst of all the curses, in the midst of all the evil that is going on, when you look and you see the rebellious being destroyed, you will, shall, must be blessed in the midst of all that. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Why? Heaven and earth is going to pass. But any word that God says, it will not pass. That's the reason why God gave me Bible Code 7. So that when we come with the word of God, we declare the word of God to him. The Bible says that God watches over his word. And he watches over his word to be what? Bring it into performance. So tonight, as he has bid me to teach on the curses, he wants me to correlate the curses along with the New World Order the one world Babylon, because this is what's here now. This is the dividing line. All of what you see going on outside now and all of what they're doing out there, the agenda. As I tell you before, it is the agenda of man versus the kingdom of God. The curse is the agenda. The Deuteronomy 28 curse is the agenda. All of what you see doing, going on here and all of what you hear them planning, by 2030 you shall be a slave, you'll own nothing, and you'll be happy. It's part of the curse. 
How will they accomplish it? Food. You will beg them. That's what they intend to do. Beg them for food. You'll beg them. Let me be your slave. I just want you to feed me. You will beg them. That's what the rebellious that is. But what about the children of God? The blessed of God. The blessed where the, the blessings come upon you and overtake you. You will be provided for. Why? The mouth of the everlasting God has spoken it. The promise, the covenant still stands. Verse 53, you will eat the fruit of your own body. You will eat your children. This is not for you now, the righteous. You will eat your children, the flesh of your sons and of your daughters, which the Lord your God has given you in the siege and in the straightness, wherewith your enemies shall distress you. Has this ever happened before? Of course it happened. Happened in Samaria. When all the armies, Sennacherib, came and surrounded Samaria, and when they surrounded Samaria, nothing was left. People began to eat their children, just as the Word of God says. Happened again in Jerusalem, 485 A.D. When the Babylonians came and surrounded Jerusalem in the siege, they ate everything, cows, donkeys, horses, whatever they could find. And they ate their children also. You, ate the, you shall eat the fruit of your body. And don't forget, this is in the book of Deuteronomy. Who wrote this? Moses. And throughout history, this has been fulfilled. And today, 2021, it's going to be fulfilled under this new world order. It's coming. This is coming. The new world order is here. The one world Babylon is here. But all this is coming. So I want you to be prepared. Draw close to Jesus. Verse 54 says, The man that is tender among you and very delicate, his eyes shall be towards his brother and towards the wife of his bosom and towards the remnant of his children, which he shall leave, so that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children whom he shall eat, because he had nothing left him in the siege and in the straightness wherewith thine enemies shall distress you in all your gates. What is that? Cannibalism. What is this? Cannibalism. People are going to eat people. This is what is going to happen in the New World Order, One World Babylon. But I tell you, it is going to happen among the rebellious. The tender and delicate woman among you which would not adventure to set her, the sole of her foot upon the ground for delicateness and tenderness, her eyes shall be evil towards the husband of her bosom and towards her son and towards her daughter and towards her young one that cometh out from between her feet and towards her children which she shall bear. But she shall eat them for want of all things, secretly in the siege and in the straightness, wherewith your enemy shall distress you in your gates. Your God is warning and telling what is to come. This is coming. If you will not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in the book, that you may fear this glorious and fearful name, the Lord your God. Then the Lord will make your plagues wonderful, the plagues of your seed, your children, 
even great plagues, and of long continuance, and sore sicknesses, and of long continuance. I was talking with someone recently, and I was telling them, I said, you see what's going on with COVID? You see all the mutations, and the variations, and the mutants? It's real. It's not going to stop. What are we into? We're into a demo side. People call it genocide. Genocide is when you kill a specific type of people. This is indiscriminate across the world. This is to kill people all across the world from different beliefs and different areas and ethnicities in different countries. This is what Jesus warned us of in Matthew 24, 21, and 22. The great tribulation shall come, such as never been seen upon the whole world since the world began. And what's going to happen, he says, unless he intervenes on behalf of the chosen and elect ones, those who put themselves under the Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14 blessings, those who are obedient, he says, no flesh shall be saved. Now let's draw the distinction, the dividing line. The chosen ones, the elect of God. The apple of God's eyes. You, yes, all those who believe on Jesus are the chosen ones, the elect. Nobody else is. If you don't believe on Jesus, you're not. Don't go by what you follow in the history books and all that kind of stuff. No, you're not chosen. You rebel against Jesus. You're not chosen, buddy. You're lost. You're part of what the curse is all about. The curse is going to come on you. And we know that many people with big money, they're prepping, they have their secret bunkers, they got their water, they got their food, they got everything. But let me tell you something, they're still cursed. And right down there in that bunker, God can send the pestilence, a death angel, he can make an earthquake come and seal them in that bunker, they'll never, ever make it out. They'll die right there. So no matter how they run and how they hide, they cannot escape God. They will what? Never escape God. Karma. What they sow, they must reap. They don't believe that because they have money, oh, the rich man is going to run. No, you don't have no money. I don't have nowhere to go. Oh, my God, I, I'm going to. No, no, no. That's not how it goes. It goes like this, that you put yourself under the covenant, the word of the living God. And when you do that, God says, you're preserved. You're drawn near. As I've proven before in my word, throughout the Bible, throughout history, once you're drawn near, you're preserved, you're protected, you'll be fed, you'll be blessed. Go back to Deuteronomy 28, read the first 14 verses and see your blessings. The coming upon you blessings and the overtaking you blessings. Verse 60. Moreover, he's going to bring upon you all the diseases of Egypt, which you was afraid of. They shall cleave unto you diseases that you're afraid of. How many people remember this guy in the Bible? Name was Job. He had a horrible disease that came on him. A horrible sickness. And Job said, the thing that I feared most, the thing that I was afraid of the most came upon me. He lost his, all his wealth, lost his children, and he lost his health. The thing that I was afraid of has come upon me. That's what Job said. Well, the Lord is saying here, all the thing that you're afraid of, because fear 
is a part of the curse. Power is a part of the blessing. God did not give us a spirit of fear. So we're not, a, we're not supposed to be covenant people, kingdom people. are not supposed to be afraid. And he goes on, he says, if also every sickness and every plague, which is not written in this book of this law, then will the Lord bring on you until you be destroyed. So God's going to bring it. Bring it on, Jesus. Why? Rebellion. Who's going to bring it? The Lord shall bring it on you. And you shall be left few in numbers, whereas you were like the stars of heaven for multitude, because you should not obey the Lord, the voice of your God. And it shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoice over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you. Oh, my God. And to bring you to nothing. And you shall be plucked from off the land where you go to possess it. In other words, God is saying the same measure. God rejoiced to do you good. The same measure. With the same delight, he's going to delight or or rejoice to do you evil. The same measure. For good is the same measure for evil. I hope you understand that tonight. The same way God was exuberant and he was delightful and he had a measure, a portion of good blessings to give to you to come upon you and overtake you. God says that same measure is going to come upon you for evil to destroy you and it will not cease until it destroys you. Why? Because they have rebelled against God. God has passion, deep passion to bless you and prosper you. But when they rebel against them, that same passion, the same intensity will be upon them to what? Bring them to destruction. He will delight to do them evil. That's what his word says. Because they have rebelled against them. God has designed and reserved this evil to happen every so often throughout history. In 485 B.C., God had the Babylonians come over to Jerusalem and besiege Jerusalem. And all these things happened to the people of God. They were taken captive and taken into Babylon for how long? Seventy years in captivity. Many died, but a few were taken over. That's where Shadrach... Meshach and Abednego and Daniel was in captivity in Babylon. Who did it? God did it to his people. God did it again in AD 70, right after Jesus. Jesus said, look at this temple. Not one stone will be left on top of the other. And the Romans came and they besieged Jerusalem again. They ate their people again. They ate their children, fulfilling this word. And he burned the temple. You know why they burned it? The temple had gold. Instead of grout, they used gold between the cobblestones of the temple. And the Romans burned the temple to melt the gold and take out the gold that was used as grout. And they scattered the Jews all over the world. They became known as the wandering Jews. Why? Because of rebellion. Well, it's about to happen to the whole rebellious world again because of rebellion, the rejection of who? Jesus Christ of Nazareth. None shall escape. But I guarantee you on the authority of this word, heaven and earth shall pass, but his words will never pass. 
that the covenant blessings of Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14, will stand, it must stand for all eternity to them that love Jesus and obey him. So in the midst of all this great tribulation, what's going to happen to those who obey him? Nothing. Everything that God promised in Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14 will be fulfilled. You'll be fed, you'll be nurtured, you'll be kept because you're Goshenized. And unless God tells you, get up and go, you In verse 64, and the Lord shall scatter you among all people from one end of the earth even unto the other. And there you shall serve other gods which neither you nor your fathers have known, even wood and stone. And among these nations shall you find no ease, no peace. Neither shall the sole of your foot have rest. But the Lord shall give you, shall give you there a trembling heart, fear, and failing of eyes, and sorrow of mind. And your life shall hang in doubt before you, and you shall fear day and night, and shall have none assurance of your life. In the morning you will say, I would to God it were evening. And at evening you shall say, I would to God it were morning. For the fear of your heart wherewith you shall fear, and for the sight of your eyes, which you shall see. God says, this is the reward of rebellion. This is the time, the era we have entered in. And the Lord shall bring you into Egypt again, with ships, by the way whereof I spoke unto you. Thou shalt see it no more again. There you shall be sold unto your enemies for bondsmen, slaves, and bondwomen. And no man shall buy you. They won't buy you. They won't purchase you. But you'll be a slave. So here is God saying, what was in the beginning what I brought you out of? I brought you out of Egypt. And I brought you into the promised land. And look at what you have done to me. You have rebelled against me. So guess what? All of you that's left and all of your children, I'm going to take you back into Egypt. I'm going to bring you back to where you started from. Back to Egypt. Where the slavery, the journey originated. There shall be no escape. And this is the reason why we've got to tell our children, our grandchildren, break the curse off of them. And tell them, listen, this is what we must do. We must come into obedience and obey Jesus. Don't rebel against them. In the same manner as the Babylonians was used to punish Israel's rebellion, so will God use a modern-day Babylon to punish those who rebel against them. And then later, he will judge the punishers. He will judge them, and he will punish them. I want to close by saying there is nothing new under the sun. Nothing new. History only repeats itself. What do you think we are today? We're in a period of time with a new world order. One world Babylon. Agenda 21 is right before our faces. We are living in that time. We are experiencing that time. We're experiencing everything that God told us about here in Deuteronomy 28. The diseases, the plagues, the only thing is, I know I'm talking to most of you, 
and you're obedient to Jesus. But I want to tell you something. Make sure, make sure that you tell your children, your little ones, don't leave out Jesus. Make sure you tell them, seek the Lord Jesus, obey him, and serve him. Pray for them. And also pray for those, like those people in, in, in Pennsylvania, strung out on drugs. Pray for them that God will open their eyes and they'll come out of drugs. The shackles of hell will be broken from their lives. They will come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior and come into the obedience of God and thereby reap the overtaken blessings. So tonight I just wanted to bring you this as the Lord had brought it to my heart and let you know today where we are in time. And no one understand that the everlasting word of God, it will not pass. It will not return to him ineffective or void. It must and will be fulfilled. So this is where we are in the time clock of God. We're in that time frame right now with the Deuteronomy 28 curses, the New World Order, One World Babylon. It is here. We are in the part where it says by Jesus, we are in the beginning of sorrows. And soon we will enter deeper and deeper therein. So I just wanted to bring you that understanding of the time frame where we are so that you can draw closer and closer to Jesus. I'd like you to have my last book, Escaping the New World Order, One World Babylon. I'd like you to read it. I'd like you to see the revelations that God has given me of what's going to happen. I'd like you to know and understand that this thing is real. Because sometimes you don't grasp the full concept of the Bible. And I know I used to say the Bible is a book of fairy tales. And I, would, I used to say that it's not real. And even sometimes Christianity did not compute. And not until just a couple of years ago, I was going to church and everything of that nature and being a good Christian as best I could. But there were certain things just, just didn't make sense to me. It didn't compute. It didn't lock in. But when God began to reveal the depth and the gravity of his word, it began to sink in. Oh, my God, this thing is real. This thing is even more real than I thought it was. That's where I want you to be. That's where I want to get you. I want to get you to that point where you look at your life, look at things, and everything will be secondary to you. What will be primary? The Word of God. Knowing that this life that we live, there's a physical component to it, but the spiritual component is even more real than the physical. We must serve the Lord Jesus. We must live for him. We must plug into him. And how do we plug in? Deeper, stronger, and be recharged by him. His everlasting word. That's what Code 7 is all about. I want you to get that book. I want you to study the strategy and use the strategy. It works. Heaven and earth is going to pass, but his words will never pass. The covenant blessings of Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 14, regardless of what's going on on the outside, what condition, what shape the world is in, and what you see around you, it stands. So there needs not be any fear in your heart. The Lord Jesus will preserve you and keep you. So may the Lord bless you tonight. May the Lord keep you. May he make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord God lift up the light of his countenance upon you 
and give you his peace. Both now, until he returns, have yourself a fabulous and outstanding night. God bless you.